Hey there, smart shoppers. Get ready to experience the ultimate grocery adventure at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. From fresh produce to gourmet delights, Hy-Vee is your go-to destination for quality and variety. Explore their aisles brimming with everything you need. Whether it's a family feast or a quick snack, they've got you covered. Every aisle is an adventure in good taste. And if you need a cold beverage afterwards, stop by the bar at Wahlburgers to quench that thirst. Shop smart, shop happy, shop Hy-Vee. Elevate your shopping game at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire today. Get ready to rev up your driving experience at Toys and Ford, your ultimate destination for top-notch vehicles and exceptional service. Whether you're in the market for a sleek new car, a rugged truck, or a versatile SUV, Toys and Ford has the ride that suits your style and needs. Toys and Ford's commitment to quality and customer satisfaction is unmatched. Experience the thrill of driving a Ford, backed by their dedicated team's expertise. Don't miss out on the best in automotive excellence. Visit Toys and Ford today or explore their inventory at toysandford.com. What up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends from Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Appreciate you checking uh, checking out this episode of the podcast, and don't forget to be a friend, tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Go out and subscribe and follow and Give it a five-star review, five-star, or positive uh, rating on there, too, so uh, others can find the podcast. Let's go. Let's make this thing a little worldwide. Speaking of uh, a little worldwide, somebody who kind of looks like Pitbull, C-Bomb, how you doing? Good <laughs> morning, afternoon, and evening, everybody out there. How's it going, Daniel? Would you switch your hat around for? Because I didn't want to hit this oh, mic. Okay. Yeah, I do that a lot, too. So, And you've got a big dome. Let's not lie. You gotta have a hard time finding hats. I do. I do. It bothers me. <laughs> because I'm like seven and five ace and that's like the biggest you can get. Yeah. And it's and been that you can't even fit in the door with that big head. Well, there's like even some of the snapbacks. I'm in the last two. <laughs> uh, that's why I always have to have my hair cut short and I hate that. Yeah. That well, I'm adage. liking that brewer's hat. I'm I'm loving it. Rocking right. it after they clinch, huh? After they clinched. You know, before we get into because I'm gonna that's how Max is to grind with you. Um, yes. <laughs> Brewers clinch. Uh, well, they clinched a playoff spot, but now they got the division. I know there's going to be people bitching that they were celebrating after they lost. Nah, eh, fuck them. Uh, so, you know. Oop, sorry. No, you go. You good? This is this isn't on the air. So. I know, but the little kids are out there listening. We got little ears. That's true. Um, but it's like you know they're spraying the beer, champagne, and all. That. I already know. Like. We're recording this before I go on the air live with, with the show and such, but I already know people are going to be they should they're celebrating too much. And why would you celebrate after a loss? Because you know it's going to happen, right? It's going to oh yeah flip and happen. It's a marathon, man. They just mm-hmm. crossed the finish line of the marathon. Yes. You know? Now the sprints start. Yeah, it celebrate your success, right? Absolutely. I, I think I think it's okay, and I think you have to celebrate your success once in a while. And I'm glad they got it out of the way now. Because you know what, they got five more games left to go here. They they don't really have anything to play for. They're locked into the three, um, so they can, you know, regroup, refocus, get everything set. So, flip it, you know, fuck it, go and celebrate now and get it over with, and then focus on next Tuesday, first game of the playoffs. Do you think they're going to give it for the Cubs though to end the year here? Or are they what just would you coast do? Through? What I would, would you beat do? the brakes off them sons of bitches if I could you know, every time. You know, <laughs> but that's that's like the football thing. You know, I use this example. 2010, Bears. 
Bears Packers. Yep. And Bears had nothing to play for. Packers had everything in the world to play for. Win and get in. Bears didn't. But the Bears won to try to knock out the Packers from the postseason, right? So all their starters played. Now, I know there's questions how much did they actually play. But still, it was close. I think it was 10-3. Yeah, it was Something a Something like game. that. Uh, Packers get in. We know the story. Yep. Packers beat them again in the championship and go on to the Super Bowl. And I God, get it. That was That's great. Football. I know. I was at that game, too. Um, not the NFC championship that that Bears won. Right. Um I know that's football. I know it's a little bit different. But I think it's also a factor in that, okay, there's a really good chance that the Brewers and Cubs will face each other in the playoffs, too, in that first round. Right. So it's like, how do you balance it out between trying to knock them out and maybe not doing too much so that you're ready, got you guys ready, you're starting rotation essentially ready for for that series, too. There's a fine line in there, I think. There is. I think you do have to set up your your – you got to set up your your pitching staff, yeah. right? Your rotation. Would, would, is that like number one? Just I making so. sure Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. Then it is for me. Yeah, I mean, but and it's also a divisional thing. So let's say it was the Phillies to end the season. Mm-hmm. It might not be as big of a deal, but it's right. like you got a, a a divisional opponent that knows you inside and out, and you face them all the time. It's same as Bears Packers. You know, mm-hmm. if it would have been the Bears and the Eagles, or the Bears and the Giants, or something. Yeah, or the you know maybe they don't try as hard against the Packers, but you know, in 2010. That's so. where, like, you know, I, I asked this the other day, like, if, if the Brewers were in the American League, would you feel better about their chances to to advance? And we had, you know, some people, I, I would say the majority said yes. And I get it, you know, wild card you might be facing, like Houston or something like that, which Houston's a better team than, than Chicago. But there's always something about damn division games I always get nervous oh, about in too. any sport, whether it's football or baseball. I I know the old phrase is like throw the throw the records out of there, but I think it's true. It is when it comes to division games. It always makes me freaking nervous when I when you play a division team in the playoffs. I agree. I was listening to that when you were talking about that yesterday. I was driving up to New Richmond, so when I'm driving, I can't always mm-hmm. text into the show because I have to use speech to text, and you think I'm you know drunk or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you don't have the Braves, you don't have the the Dodgers. I think it is a little easier path if you're if you're in the American League. But yeah, you're you're spot on, dude. It's those divisional games throw away the records, yeah. and, and it's true. I mean, and all... it's, it's Cubs too, so you know they're going to travel up. Oh yeah, fans are going to be up there. Miller North, they got to do something like, you know, Minnesota does it, where they won't sell any sell to anybody in in the, a zip code in Wisconsin. I yeah. mean, it's got to be the the same thing. We got to do that to yeah. You're Chicago. talking like the the Vikings do the uh, yeah. Packers, yeah. You got yeah. or you or you got to buy like a preseason game to go with it or something like right. that. Right. Yep. Yeah, so Brewers fans, get your ass to the stadium. Screw those Cubs fans. Mm-hmm. God, that ticks me off. Because you just know it's going to happen. Yep. You know it's going to happen. Or, you know, Cubs, Braves do some work and do some damage and knock them out, and maybe Miami can sneak in there and get that uh, get that final spot too. So, But, how ex- I mean, how excited are you for, for this? Or, I mean, you know, it's, it's the fifth time in the last six years, something we've, you know, we're similar age. You're just a few years older than I am. But fifth time in the last six years, that's not counting 08 and 11, which you do those. Biggest part of our lives here, C-Bomb, you know, for, for the back end here, Brewers have been to play some where, you know, 90s, it was kind of a joke. Like uh, you, you didn't even joke. You didn't even talk about Brewers going to the postseason. No. The only, the only thing exciting about the Brewers was listening to Euchre. Right. Yeah. Because you know, his stories, I mean, the games were over in the fourth inning, and you're mm-hmm. hearing different stories every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, I mean – Five of the last six, they've won the division three, uh, three of those uh, three times in in those six years. 
where is your excitement level? Because I almost feel like it's kind of like nah, not not there, and, and maybe that's a good thing too, just because the expectation's always there now, which is a good thing. I I, I think it's like okay, yeah, we expect to go there, but is it also because if you think about it too, yeah, they've been there five of the last six years, but the last time they won a series was 2018, right? When they swept the Rockies, and every other series they lost the Dodgers, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, now they shit the bed every time they get in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have my excitements up there. It's kind of like I think Travis for me telling uh, the honorable, the honorable, yeah, yeah, the honorable man of the cloth. <laughs> he, uh, he texted in the show I think yesterday or the day before, stating how you know, you know, show us something. It, it happens mm-hmm. every year, so it tempered ex- expectations. But it feels a little different this year to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we're actually scoring runs to go with some of that pitching. Mm-hmm. It always seemed in previous years we had the pitching, couldn't score runs, or we were scoring runs and didn't quite have enough in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Now we got it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like 18 was mostly offense, right? Yeah. Because you were trying that, – that was when Travis Shaw was playing second just because you wanted all those bats in that lineup. Right. And your day one starter was Yoli Chassin. Chassin. And, and that's not knocking. That's kind of when Brandon Woodruff started to make his, you know, appearance. Wade Miley was on that team. Was Burns in the bullpen at Burns that time? Burns was in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's that far to say that this is the best starting staff they've had going into the postseason, Without right? Without a doubt. Um, it's the best starting staff I've seen in my 47 years, dude. Mm. I mean, they are good. Yeah. <laughs> Have they exceeded your expectations so far this year? I'm, yeah. Go back to when we were talking about we were frustrated with the offseason, right? We were frustrated with lack of moves and – offensively and, and numbers and you know all that they've exceeded because yeah. they've exceeded mine i think win wise and division wise i thought they'd win 85 86 games if they had a really good season mm-hmm. i mean so they're yeah definitely exceeding expectations mm-hmm. and, just... and it's it's and i i think i messaged or called your show or texted or something but it's the first time i can remember it doesn't matter who they're playing they go in and you, you expect them to win mm-hmm. and it used to be, you know, we expected to win a lot of the games, but then when you're playing the Dodgers or the Braves, you're kind of hoping they would win. Mm-hmm. I, I think they, I, I think they can beat win. the Dodgers. I think they can too. I, I, th- I think they absolutely can do this. Yeah. Uh, with with that pitching, you score. Assuming the pitching's playing at the the high level, there, three four runs. I think you yeah. can get this. Three runs, I think you're going to be good. Four runs, I think we win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm, I don't want to be too confident. It'll be tough, but I feel, I feel you know fairly good about their chances if they you know if they win they'll play the dodgers and move on so i mean braves might be a little bit of a different story just because that team is a powerhouse yeah, all, all across but boy freddie freeman's got to be pissed at that <laughs> the agent he had I mean, right he didn't yeah he didn't want to be gone right no and now he sees what they're doing and mm-hmm. he would have loved to have been there yep. i mean not that he's in a bad situation no but no but uh no i i'm i'm excited um like you said i think this is the best starting staff even their bullpen has been really good it hasn't been the names like 2018 was with Hader, jeffries knabel and those guys but they've been solid uh out there too so yeah i think if they just get a few more few runs in these games this can be fun it's gonna be real fun yeah so i hope everybody else and let's face it too if it is cubs that'll up the ante and talk a little bit too oh yeah that'll i think i know there's always a question or there's always been a debate the last few years is brewers cubs arrival a rivalry if we yeah. get that at a playoff series then anybody who's on the fence you know what you need to do what you need because you're the man <laughs> al capitano no get a fucking bus and let's go to a brewer's playoff oh, game i know brandon's going i think he got tickets for the first game did he or second I was, game i was looking at the tickets came available last week i saw last my, friday in my email yeah, yeah. 
Um, I just don't know what my schedule looks yeah. like. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Like, I don't know the game times yet. You know, they don't have right. those out. So, but do your uh, show live from the? Uh, that would be. You could go do your show live from the parking lot of Miller Park. That for would a be playoff cool. series. That Amp would be awesome. Field man, get it right. It's Amp. No, it's Miller Park, man. I will never call it. I will never call it that other name. I almost feel like they should just do what Lambeau did. Just name it after. You know, if Craig Council wins a World Series as manager, just name the stadium Craig Council Stadium, presented Ooh. by. So that way we can never screw it up with the name. There we go. I hope he's back. We'll, we'll talk about that, though. Yeah, he'll some be other back. Time. He's got to be. Got to be. Can't go to New York. Are you kidding no. me? He's a Wisconsin boy. Yeah. All right. Um, switching uh, gears here uh, for a little bit here. So you were at the uh, game on Sunday, and it looked like you had a miserable time. Well, <laughs> the first three quarters were horrible. The fourth quarter was amazing. Yeah. I'm still getting my voice back. I Did you a, do the whistling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I figured. Oh, yeah, I was whistling. <laughs> I brought Emily with and uh, brought Rory and his little buddy, and uh, she's like, you know they can't hear you, right? <laughs> she's just giving me shit. I'm like, but you're part of the noise. Mm-hmm. you got to be. you got to get the decibel level up, right? Exactly. And do they, they still do the thing on the board of the decibel yep. level? Okay. Yep. I mean, it was getting up to 107, 108. It was getting loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Yeah. The, but the first three quarters, yeah. It was garbage. It was terrible. It was a fucking. And it didn't. Or, you know, it didn't help. I know. You, I know what you're going to call me out on. <laughs> God damn it! So, listen. So first off, my frustration levels through the roof because we're playing like trash. I may have had a few in the parking lot, so I'm a little, you know, having some yeah. fun. And you're, I got to take your advice, man. Stay off the. Stay, stay off, off the, the Facebook. Yeah. Twitter's fine. Did I go on Facebook even? Oh yeah, you did. Are you sure? Well, anyway. I was, you you had one that says you called out Joe Barry, then you called, then you said another one which you deleted. Did I? You did delete it because there was a threat. That's the oh, one I, I did was, say Joe Barry. Yeah. WTF. I don't even remember what that was from. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was ugly. It was ugly. The for X, a while. Twitter, whatever's fine. Okay. Facebook, don't. That's my rules. Because nobody wants constant Facebook updates, right? That's true. That's tw- that's what Twitter's for. Exactly. You, it's, you can it's do the that. X, by the it's way. The, what? It's kind of like Miller Park. You know what? As long as the uh, <laughs> URL is still twitter.com, Ooh. I'm calling it Twitter. So that's a fair. That's a fair. That's that's fair. Yes. So that's that's what you got to do. And then what you did, you sucked me into your damn trap. <laughs> I have a rule: don't engage in social media during a game. <laughs> and then you, with your Coward skip hot takes out oh. there. Good God. I was so frustrated. You need the blue check mark so people can, when people engage with you on Twitter, you get money from that. Because <laughs> that's what's fun. You just throw the hook for. out there and people will bite, you know? Oh, my goodness gracious. I'll tell you what. I As pissed off as I was, I walked away from that game fired up mm-hmm. and fired up for the fact that Jordan Love is it, dude. I'm telling you, this kid is gonna be good. And I've, I've. It's you, pinned up on your ex profile. It is. It pinned. sounds naughty when I say ex profile. I can't say that. <laughs> well, it's not triple X. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no. I mean, I'm obviously I've said it before. He's not gonna be Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I think he can be a Pro Bowl player. Mm-hmm. And he, when I say he is it, he does not get rattled. There, that's that's the win was awesome, but. The thing I take away more from from that win that I think is going to be so beneficial for him and this team is what you just said right there. Guy doesn't get rattled. The moxie about him. I mean, for a younger, 
Look at what the fucking Jets are going through right now oh. with, with Zach Wilson, who's, like, scared to make a mistake. And all the weapons he has are on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You look at those situations. You got Jordan Love out here who's, you know, in the throws that he's making, yes, his completion percentage is down. But he's given his receivers a chance yeah. to, to make a play. He's not taking the dink and dunk. You know, the he, Romeo Dobbs, I don't want that to get overlooked, how fantastic of a game he had. Yeah. But – Making those throws and willing to make those throws in those situations. How many times do we see younger guys too afraid to do that or just, you know, like, oh, I don't want to make a mistake here? Yep. That's what's impressing me the most about Jordan Love right now is that he's going out there and balling. He's balling, man. I don't give a shit about the completion percentage. I would, watching it in person, you can see it on TV and you know, just mm-hmm. like you can watch things that aren't on the camera when you're at the game. His completion percentage, yeah, it's not great, but. He's, throw, he's throwing guys open. These receivers aren't getting separation. It's mm-hmm. not like they're running free down the middle of the field. Every now and then they are, and he misses those, and that's frustrating. The Musgrave ones especially. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He could have had Musgrave a couple times. That kid yeah. is going to be something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, seven touchdowns, one interception through three games. Mm-hmm. If, and that one interception was essentially a punt. Right, <laughs> you know, exactly. It, it was kind of like that. So. so, yeah, his completion percentage ain't great, but he's putting the ball where his guys can catch it, not the other team. Mm-hmm. And giving his cha- team a chance to win – he, the body language, you've touched on it. It's not the oh, – because they don't come back with – I don't think with Rodgers. I mean, because yeah. maybe they do. I mean, Rodgers is phenomenal. But at the same time, the, the defense had to rally and stop them from scoring. Mm-hmm. The defense played actually pretty good. I shouldn't bitch about Joe Barry as bad as I did. You know, the punt return gave them one of their touchdowns. So we held them to, what, 10? Yeah, and even the one touchdown was after that fourth and two, so they got it at midfield. Right. You know, exactly. so it was a short field there. So, so yeah, I mean, there's – so many positives to take. Three quarters they played like shit, and Jordan Love did his thing. To see a younger team, and, you know, it, see if I phrase this right. They didn't know, that, like, they're young and stupid enough to, like, not know to, to give up. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yep. You know, because I feel like sometimes, yes, veterans, they get more experience and all that, but I, I also feel like sometimes when you're young and inexperienced, you just still go out there and play. Just play. And you just ball. And I think that's exactly what they did out there. And that's what got – I mean, I was so fucking fired up after that. Well, and I was watching it at home. Like, because I'll be honest with you, too. I was like, okay, after that fourth and two incomplete to Patrick Taylor, it just felt like, okay, any any shot, it's no. probably not going to happen. Yep. You know, and then it's like, okay, then they get a field goal. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then when they got that touchdown and then the, the Matt LaFleur going for two and, and getting that, I'm like – that was headsy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, one more stop, and we might have this thing. And sure shit, you know, they, they, they went about it. You know, I think I, he won't admit this, but Matt LaFleur, I think, has to be thinking, and maybe he's not, but I would if I were him. Everybody's talking about Mike McDaniel, his former coworker. Everybody talks about Kyle Shanahan his former boss and co-worker. Everybody talks about Sean McVay, his former co-worker. Nobody talks about Matt LaFleur. I think he's got something to prove this year, too, as a play call. You know, first three years, four years, he had Aaron Rodgers, so everybody knocks him for that, Yeah. right? For all the wins he had, I'm excited to see what Matt LaFleur can do for the rest of this year because I think you're seeing more of that, right? You saw it in person, more motions, different packages, all that sort of stuff out there. Love under center. Mm-hmm. I love seeing that. Yeah, you know, mixing it up. So I, I, I like a, I like this kind of aggressive Matt Lafleur 
He's finally doing the all gas, no fucking break. Mm-hmm. But just stop with that fucking two-foot pitch. God, I Yeah. I said that last last time we did this show. But, yeah, no, they. you're you're spot on, dude. Matt LaFleur, he's, they win 10 games. He's going to be talked about for coach of the he year. He better be. Yep. He absolutely better be at that point. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I know they usually give it to a guy who's got the most wins and all that, but that's where I hate awards like that. Right. You let's know. see. Let's see Sean McVay if you take away his number one wide receiver, number one tackle, number one running back, number one guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's brutal. And then take away their top shutdown corner. Mm-hmm. When did they come out with the back injury there? I didn't even know till game. I think day it was, he was Friday. Missing. Was it? Yeah, it was Friday. Friday or Saturday. Um, it, it, it popped up there. So Oof. it's like that to me almost felt like I want him against Detroit for St. Brown. Oh, absolutely. You know, St. Brown kind of worries me if if Jair's not out there. Yeah. So, um, you can't stay ten yards off. No, St. Brown. No, get up in his face. Um, but how fucking good is Rashawn Gary? Oh, guy's a machine. I mean, good God, he's the machine. I saw the check on the (laughs) freaking. Am I on air? Did I hit the wrong button? (laughs) I always got to double check. But I mean, guy's on a pitch count. He's leading the league in pass rush percentage. I remember when uh, he got drafted and they gave him 52, and Clay Matthews actually took that as a shot. Yeah, he like, said, like, the body's not even cold yet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, now I see that 52, and I think Rashawn Gary, I don't think Clay Matthews anymore. I mean, that mm-hmm. boy, he's a machine. I love seeing his development. God, it's fun to watch. I found myself in that game, and I don't know if you were kind of like that too, but, like, you know, when you're watching a game, I did this with Favre, did it with Rodgers, you know, like, Favre make a play. Come on, Favre, Rodgers make a play. At the end, when I'm watching with Hudson, I found myself saying, go get him, Rashawn. Yes. Like, he's at that status now where you yep. feel like he can make a play every single time, yep. I think. Step like, up. Go get him, Just Rashawn. Do your thing. Yep, exactly. Yep. I and, feel that, too. It's yeah. crazy. It's, I mean, this kid, you know, all he is is a kid, too. Yep. And you can just tell the passion. Like, I know you watched the video. There was another video. I don't know if you saw it. NFL released it uh, from the locker room where Rashawn actually talks to the team. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, no. so he's actually talking to the team after he got the game ball, and he's crying and, and all that sort of stuff. But you can see that passion from him, and I'm like, oh, that just that's you. Great. You root for a guy like that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. You know? Especially a guy that when he coming out, man, they were bashing him. Mm-hmm. You know, he he didn't make enough big plays. He took plays off, and blah 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 blah, and mm-hmm. you know, these kids coming out of college, they're what 21, 22 years old. They're freaking kids. They haven't even fully physically developed yet. You know, mm-hmm. let them. Yeah. Look at what Green – you know, I know Green Bay is going to be – you know, they talk about the quarterbacks where, you know, Roger sat, Jordan Love sat. But look at some of these guys in other positions where they've not necessarily sat, but they weren't start. Like, Rashawn was not a starter right away. Right. He was behind Zadarius and Preston. Yep. Look at where he's at now with the development. You look at some of these other guys, too. They did it how many times with the wide receiver, right? All the time. Devontae wasn't a starter. At best, he was a third in his rookie year, you know, behind Jordy and, and Randall. And that's where they always had the depth there because they go, everybody focuses on the quarterback, but you can look at these different positions that Greenbelt yeah, always develop. does develop. And I know people hate that a lot of times, but look at where some of these guys are at right now yeah. in, their, in their careers. And they do I, a fantastic, and that's got to be a mindset. Absolutely. You know, that's got to be something that they look at. Yeah, they have to. If if you really step back and look at it, and how often, like, Gutekunst even is getting bashed for draft picks he makes. Mm-hmm. 
They draft with the future in mind. They know that Arius Smith and Preston Smith aren't going to be there two years from now. Mm-hmm. Who's going to fill that role? They draft Rashawn Gary. They they dra- they coach him up. Mm-hmm. They know Rodgers is towards the tail of his career. They draft Jordan Love. They coach him up. They get bashed for these different picks, but we're not in the position we are today if they don't make those picks back then. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you just draft for today, tomorrow is going to be pretty bleak. So I think Green Bay, and that's a model that they've stuck with since the mid '90s. You know, so I I think they. They've done a phenomenal job. It can be frustrating as fans not to have those splash players immediately. Right. Yep. You you yeah, you're you're right. And that's what I was gonna bring up too, is like we get frustrated when they don't make all the free agent moves. Right. You know, when when they don't make those those moves here and there. But um, you know, Andrew Brand has said this many times and, and I agree with it too. The worst time to need a quarterback is when you need a quarterback. Yeah. Cause look at some of these teams. And you kinda wonder too, with the growth of these younger guys. The Jets. Yeah. Some probably shouldn't have gone out there and played, you know, right? And and that's a luxury for some teams like Green Bay's had the luxury of having a veteran, a very good veteran, yep. where they can sit that player. Um, and some teams don't have that luxury, which is understandable, and I get it. But you do kind of wonder with some of those younger picks, how different would their careers have been if they were able to sit? Like, I look at Alex Smith as not the norm. Right, number one overall pick, and he struggled, but he stuck around for a long time. Mm. Different coordinators, different quarterbacks had shots, and finally, when Harbaugh goes there, he has a little bit of luck, and then he gets hurt. Then Kaepernick takes over, right? You know, but you just kind of wonder with some of those quarterbacks, like Zach Wilson, for instance, if you know his first year, if he would have been able, or two years, completely sat on the bench. Yep. How different would it be? I think it would make a world of difference. And it's not to say all quarterbacks have to do that. Some can go in there and ball out. But even Peyton Manning sucked his rookie year. Yeah, and Andrew Luck. I mean, some of these guys, yeah, I mean. You know, Dak Prescott won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now you're kind of questioning whether he's the guy. You know, it's just it's such a fucking crapshoot. Well, yeah, if you go back and let's just take a guy, just we'll name a name who was a Pro Bowl quarterback, Tony Romo. If he doesn't sit on the bench with Parcells back in the, what was it, early 2000s, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Um, Boy, I'm dating myself here. Because Bledsoe was there. Yep. And then Tony Romo came in. Yeah, so what are you going to do with a guy like that? He's not going to play right when he comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys, again, that they're 22 years old. They well, need to develop. shit, Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. Exactly. You know, not everybody's a Joe Burrow that'll come in, and Joe Burrow got hurt right away, though, right. too. So, But, you know, fucking Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. But you look at the ones who end up with success. And look at the coaches, though, too. Andy Reid. Yeah. They you have know. the coaching staff to put, you know, put them in the position to win, and they also get the, the position, the skilled players around them mm-hmm. to make them successful. I mean, so the, for every Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning that you can say fought through starting right away, we can probably name two or three that pan, didn't pan out. And I look at, you know, so I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to have the same type of career, but go back to when, like, Patrick Mahomes was drafted. That was a name that skyrocketed, but what, the last week, two weeks. Right. To the draft board's like, Who? And then he's all of a sudden, you know, like, hey, watch out. He could be a top 10 pick. And then Kansas City goes there and drafts him. They already have Alex Smith. They sit him for a year. Mm-hmm. A lot of law, uh, raw stuff to work on, right? Jordan Love, a lot of raw stuff to work on. Green Bay trades up, drafts him, sits him for a couple years. I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I know some people have said he's got Pat. I think that's so lazy sometimes when people say he's got these intangibles like so-and-so and that. Mm-hmm. But it's so different when you have like those quarterbacks that a lot of people feel like they have that raw talent, and you just kind of have to mold that clay a little bit more. 
I think that's what they did with Patrick Mahomes. It helps yep. to have Andy Reid. Who a lot. Went, yeah. Very similar experience with Favre. Right. <laughs> you know, back had to mold him a little bit there. But I think that's where you see that similarity is where it's not necessarily who's the best quarterback right away. Right. You have to trust who do you think is going to be the best quarterback years from now, right. a few years down the road. Yeah. I mean, you look at a guy that came out of school and there was a million question marks around him, Tua Tungavailoa. Mm-hmm. Those are question marks anymore? No. I mean, he's, his accuracy, his, I mean, he's light. They just dropped a 70 burger for crying out loud. And I think, you know, to, to Justin Fields, too, part of, I think Justin Fields could be a good quarterback. I agree. If they would just fucking build the offense around him. I hate it when coaches try to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yep. And I don't think they're building the offense around him. I think they're trying to do an offense and they're telling him, go do this. Same with, like, look at Lamar Jackson, what they did a fantastic job with him when he first came in. They built around him. You know, they had Joe Flacco, and then they went to Lamar Jackson. Two completely different style of quarterbacks, (laughs) right? Yep. Two completely different ones. So what did they do? They overhauled the offense. Lamar Jackson wins MVP. Yep. Build your offense around the skills that you have, like what your players can do best. And I don't think the Bears are doing it. Like, I think Fields could be a good quarterback. But he's not a pocket quarterback. You no. know, you have to utilize those legs. You know and what the mobility. I would do if I was the Bears, and they're they're too dumb to do this. Make a call to the Jets. What do you? Let's make a deal. But the thing is, I don't know if I trust Nathaniel Hackett to, to do that though. Too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's I, true. I just, you know, I just I look at like you got to go to a, 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 a team that's going to be willing to mold around and build around that guy. Right. And I think that's where a lot of these shortcomings, especially the – hey, I'm not complaining. We're, we're Packers fans. Keep screwing it up over there. Yeah, I love it. But if you're going to do – you know, you're going to ask this guy to do things that he's not good at, you're not going to have success. I don't care how much you try to coach him. Right. He's not going to have success. Let's be honest. They aren't putting weapons around him either. No. I, I mean, mean, DJ Moore's good. He's good. But he's not good if your quarterback can't get him the ball. Right. You know? Yeah, and DJ Moore, he, you've seen his ceiling. He mm-hmm. is what he is at this point. You're not you're not getting a guy like Christian Watson with a shitload of upside. I mean, right. they're they're limited. Yep. But. Nope. I agree. So Detroit this weekend. Yeah. We gotta wrap this up. So Detroit. Not this weekend. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. This yeah. weekend, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow starts the weekend for NFL football, right? That's true. So I think it looks like Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are playing. They kinda let the cat out of the bag out of there. Yep. Um awesome. Aaron Jones is huge. If Jair plays, though, I feel a lot better about this game. I concur. I feel a lot better. If he doesn't, then I'm a little bit more nervous because of St. Brown. I hate to just focus on one guy, but he is so damn good. He is. So my my big thing is, number one, I mean, they got to get up in, in St. Brown's face, but Detroit's offensive line is somewhat suspect. I, it, I, they're good, though. Well, they no, they're good. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they – I know Decker's a little banged up. Yep, uh, on the line there. So my thought is, my what I think the key to the game is going to be similar to what we saw last week. Is Rashawn Gary going to be able to get after Goff? Mm-hmm. The question is, can we cover St. Brown long enough to get to him? Bingo. So that do you bring extra blitzers right away? All day, mm-hmm. all day. I'll let and, and Goff's good. I've always liked Goff. I I questioned why they got rid of him um, out in L.A., but whatever. I I think he's a good quarterback. He can't move very well. No. So we have to bring pressure and we have to get after him mm-hmm. um, and just let the – Because he's not going to – I mean, he can scramble, but he's not a 
threat to scramble. You know what I mean? Like he's not a guy that wants to run. Right. Sort of thing. He can run, but he's not going to be uh, Lamar Jackson or anything like that. So, But I right. agree with you. If you can get that pressure right away and make him uncomfortable, because that was – you mentioned the L.A. thing. Uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast, uh, uh, Play Callers, it's McVay, Kyle Shanahan, LaFleur, Mike McDaniel. Mm-hmm. And they actually talk about Goff and, and L.A. and what kind of led to that downfall. And a lot of it was when defenses started to figure out the Rams' offense – so they like to do a lot of play action. Mm-hmm. Defenses would disguise that coverage. So when Jared had his back turned, they changed it. So then when he turned around, everything was different, and he couldn't process that. Yep. I'm like, God, that's really good info, deep dive info on there. It's crazy how deep they get into that. Yeah, I know. And that's where I'm like, okay. So how do you, you got to put that pressure? So he doesn't have time to diagnose that. And I think that's where you're going at is like, Get that constant pressure. That's why I think you you saw the lines really really build up that offensive line too. Yep. To give Goff that time, right back so there. I thought they had another injury on the on the left side. Maybe I was reading the wrong one. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We got to bring the pressure and get to him. And yep. I think it's going to help being at home. I would be a lot more concerned on a short week going to Detroit on yep. the turf because you know Bakhtiari isn't playing regardless mm-hmm. if it's on turf. Um, I don't know if he's going to be back tomorrow or not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he is. I don't like every time you you and Doctor Crow talk about that. I get more and more nervous about his career. So yeah. I don't know if we've seen. I think this is his final year. Yeah. I mean, because I I thought it was gonna be his final year in Green Bay to begin with because of cap hits. But if you're a team, how much are you giving him when you don't know if he can play in week in and week out? Well, I know I, the Jets would love him, but okay, you know Bach, you're gonna be this critical about field turf, and I get it. It might be slim pickings to sign somewhere else at least half your games are going to be on that turf though right you almost have to sign him to like escalators for every in-game bonuses for, for everything to. he plays you'd you would have to mm-hmm. i saw a stat or somebody posted since he signed his big deal what was that two years ago yep. he's earned like forty two thousand dollars per snap he's played jesus since then. <laughs> rough job huh yeah no <laughs> kidding right and i i feel for the guy too i do like, too you know you know he wants to go out there and play but uh, do you think Green Bay wins? I think Green Bay wins. I've got them 27 to 20. All right. I th- think they win if Jair plays. If he doesn't, they lose by four. Do they stop Jameer Gibbs? I think they'll do a better job than what they did with B. John Robinson. God, I hope so. Because <laughs> I think, yes, it's a, it's a copycat league, and they're going to try to do the outside zone runs and all that. I think they'll do a better job. That's the one downfall with Sean Gary. He gets a little too excited and can't. Struggles to set the edge. That's fine. So put him in there when it's time to eat. They got to throw. Mm-hmm. Go get him. Yeah. Didn't if he's still that. on that pitch count, just put him on pass passing situations. Right. Absolutely. So, all right. See, so, uh, we got to get going here. We're already past uh, the thirty minute mark. Right on, brother. We Have can a probably great one do day. another Thanks thirty minutes. Me. You got it, man. Oh, so we're talking Packers, we can go all day. All Love right. it. See, I didn't go after you that hard. No, Stay off I didn't the give you a chance board. to. Yeah, I didn't give you a chance. So to. we're gonna <laughs> give you this test on Thursday night. Okay. Ten four. Everybody follow. C-Bomb on Facebook, see if he follows the rule. and Yep. Turn Facebook off. Turn Facebook I got a bowl off. for the first half of the night, so at least the first half I won't be messaging too much on the X, but after that, look out. All right. All right, bud. Appreciate right on, it, brother. buddy.